Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Father Zach here and praise the Lord. Thank you for joining me. Just want to say thank you for those of you who have been following me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or been listening to my podcast um, with the homilies. You know that my mom was sick. Uh, she had a couple TIAs, which are minor strokes, about a week ago, and she's on the mend. Uh, I'll probably need a couple more surgeries here and there, but um, she's fully functional. I'm just taking it easy, uh, and your prayers have been a blessing for my family during this time of trial and tribulation and just kind of wondering. But uh, we're here also to incorporate the gospel, find Jesus in the midst of our suffering, find Jesus, or let Jesus find us, really, um, to, to, to work through his word as we prepare for Mass this Sunday. So our Gospel this Sunday comes from Luke 16, 19 through 31. And always to know that the Lord, uh, through His Holy Spirit, which He speaks His Holy Spirit through the church, will speak to us and will bring us to all truth. For we hear in John 14, 26, says the Consoler, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So some people say, you know, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Well, calling upon the Holy Spirit keeps the devil away. So let us just call upon the Holy Spirit as we read the gospel, which says in Luke 16, 19-31, Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at the door, at the door was a poor man named Lazarus covered in sores who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to lick, come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water to cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send, him, send to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Oh, that's a, that's a deep gospel. We're going to unpack that a little bit here for you. Um, just, you know, the gospel begins with Luke 16, 9 says, there's a rich man. So the same opening line was used in two preceding parables. You know, you can see Luke 15, 11 and 16, 1. So that maybe, maybe that's a justice story is also a parable, but on the other hand, the poor man has personally identified Lazarus. So 
him being dressed, the rich man being dressed in purple and, purple and fine linen, it's expensive apparel often associated with royalty. So you can see royalty and that clothing used in Judges 8.26 and Esther 8.15. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus full of sores. Now just for a moment on a personal level, just as you're meditating upon this particular gospel, who is laying at your gate? Are you aware of who the poor is or the poor persons are who desire to be fed, who are calling out for help? Because Christ desires to work through you and me. And that poor man died, and we can't let the poor die without encountering Christ. That's kind of the goal here. Um, but it says he was carried away by two angels to Abraham's bosom. So in the lap or presence of Abraham, their forefather of Israel, it refers to a temporary realm within Hades where the righteous souls of the Old Covenant era awaited patiently for Christ to open the gates of heaven. So in the, in the early church, it was sometimes used the words uh, like limbo. It's kind of like, well, what happened before Christ? I and mean, they're, all, they're all waiting for the gates to open. And Hades is also known as the netherworld or the realm of the dead. It refers to a waiting place where the deceased souls of the wicked are detained until the last judgment. Here it stands opposite of Abraham's presence, and it is a place where sinners languished in the grip of torment. It is separated from the abode of, righteous, of the righteous by a permanent, unbridgeable gulf that permits no traffic to pass from or between them. Now he calls out, Lazarus calls out Father Abraham, and as Catholics, this is one of our proof texts to say, uh-oh, did he just call somebody Father? Yes, he did. So it's okay to call our leaders Father, but not Master, right? So we have one Master, and that is Jesus. And he calls out to him, and Abraham says, Son, remember that you, in your life, have received good things, and Lazarus, likewise, evil things, likewise, evil things. And we have to really set ourselves aside. And the readings of the past few weeks have been, have been calling us to detach from material things, to detach from what is not good for us. Because ultimately Christ is the good for us. And as we listen here now, notice how he's talking to what Protestants might call a dead person. But Abraham is not dead. He's alive in Christ now. He's now Saint Abraham, and he calls him Father in faith, and he's calling out to him. He's saying, please pray in a warning to my family that they may never come here. Now, we don't know if he's in purgatory. We don't know if he's in hell. Most likely he's not in hell because souls in hell will never repent, and he's definitely repenting here. Um, but he's calling out to, to warn them. So this, the first and only hint of a rich man's concern for others was when he had an experience of Hades. And his request for the resurrection of Lazarus is nevertheless denied, since the scriptures already give sufficient warnings to prevent his brothers from neglecting the poor. Others suggest the rich man is still being selfish, for he realizes that the damnation of his entire family would increase his misery. Because if you know the warnings of the prophets we don't listen to them to live upright lives, then they're not listening to Moses, our father in faith. Then why would people listen to Jesus? 
You know, it's strange. We live in a culture that says you can do whatever you want to do and still get into heaven. I would encourage you to gently read the scripture yourself and say, does that hold water here? Because repentance means turning completely to God. And you know, as I always encourage you, just go to confession. Stop living in fear. Life is too short. Repent. And listen to the Old Testament prophets telling them, today, repent. Today, turn your life around. Today. And the entire Old Testament now with Moses and the prophets are called to rise from the dead. And not even miracles will benefit those indifferent to the scriptures. You know, people looking for miracles with the evil of Wicca, palm reading, yoga, all that stuff. It's not going to help you. Only Christ Jesus, only His church, only His Holy Spirit and His beloved Son will truly be, give us the miracles we need of healing at the roots of our pain. Let us not be like Lazarus this week. Let us move forward in Christ Jesus. The song I'm going to play for you as I close is called Learn to Love Again. You know, maybe you're considering becoming Catholic as you listen to this or you have a friend who's considering becoming Catholic. And the word Catholic, again, means according to the whole, according to the wholeness of communion with the Trinity, according to the wholeness, the fullness of the truth. And we want everyone to know that. The temptation of the evil one will be to say, everything you knew in the past, if you're not Catholic, is wrong, so don't even try. There's truth in Protestant and evangelical um, denominations. We know that. But the fullness of the truth, the fullness of the human person, the fullness of being in a right relationship with Jesus is ultimately found in the Catholic Church. And we have to do better with that by repenting, going to confession, calling upon the Holy Spirit to lead us to all truth. Know my prayers for you, and may God, Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as you listen to the song, Learn to Love Again by Joe Zambone. Such were some of you.
Sinners who I am. Sinners who I am. 